Today on The Breakdown, it's the million euro cash game from the Triton series, and it's played with some luminaries in there, Phil Ivey, Patrick Antonius, Jason Kuhn. But this hand we're going to do right now doesn't necessarily involve luminaries, but does involve a very wet board, an underpair, trips, and a whole lot of betting. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. He's checking Twitter. (laughs) And Phil Ivey is ordering a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about Patrick Antonius, luminary. He's just staring at the wall. You know that's what he does when he's not occupied by poker. He just sits in a room and stares at a white wall. (laughs) He's got great posture, though. Of course. I mean, the wall staring is not, you know, pointless. Yeah. He's learning how to have posture. He's learning? From the wall. What has better posture than a wall? That's my question. I don't have an answer to that, actually. Wait. A penguin. That's incorrect. <laughs> Think about the way they walk around. That's, that's good posture, That's bro. gait. That's not posture. No, no, but the way they hold themselves as they walk with their shoulders and their head. Hello. Penguins don't have shoulders. That's a myth. A what? A myth. A what? <laughs> a myth. Yeth. See? That's You're supposed j- to say the TH sound with myth. <laughs> I'm supposed to say what? I did. I said yeth. What is yeth? That's yes. That's like saying yes. That's from uh, the Muppet movie. It's just a reference from the Muppet movie from like 1981. <laughs> Carol Kane shows up out of nowhere and says, yes, when they do that myth thing. Sometimes I wonder yeah. how my life got to this point. <laughs> how is this what I do? I, you know, I, I, there's some very small percentage of the listeners who were totally there with that joke. Very small percentage. But there were a few at least. And I, I salute you guys and, and gals. Well, you're there for the few. I'm inclusive. To, yeah. those, to those few people. That's nice of you. Yeah. I think they could be included without other people being excluded, though. I think that's possible. I mean, what am I going to do? Like a an, uh, current? Yeah, talk about something like current. The Michael Bay movie, the Transformers. Yeah, Bumblebee's coming out, bro. Yeah, Bumblebee. <laughs> what up? Yeah, everyone's super excited about that. I mean, he's a car and a sentient being at the same time. It's I amazing. Mean, like all the other Transformers. Transformation Transformers, by the way, completely ignores the conservation of mass. Like, there's no way that Optimus Prime is like as tall as a building, but also he's just like a normal truck. Oh, Give that's me a, a break. Good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Why he's so big and then so small. They're all like that. Yeah. Conservation is, of mass is well, wait a second. That's the main problem but with wait. Transformers. <laughs> wait, wait. They not, are, not just the, no. the aliens from Mars are GM branded somehow. No, no, <laughs> no they, the explain, they in the movie they explain how that happens. But um no, they're aliens. So conservation of mass maybe doesn't apply because they're aliens. That is incorrect. Conservation of mass applies to the entire universe. Oh, oh that's absurd. Oh, let's contact Sir Isaac Newton. We what if we could grant But he's dead. By Sorry the way, to they, break they, the news. They, <laughs> <laughs> they do explain in the first movie how they why they're GM branded cars, like how that works. Why is it? It's because they have the ability to like look at something and then beco- and then make themselves look like that. So they see a truck pass by and then they start looking. But then all of them like, to I'm going to be a truck. All of them happen to see GM. <laughs> well, you know, it's a there's money to be made. What do you want from me? How about this? I guess they didn't go to why Portland. cars? Why cars? Yeah, why not like a tree? That'd be sweet. It's super. They can fly and stuff, right? I mean, there's no, there's no real advantage to being in a car except hiding in plain sight, which you yeah. can do with a lot of things. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird concept for a movie, but they made like <laughs> six of them. So, okay. Let's maybe get to the hand here. All right. That was fun though. I enjoyed that, that conversation. That's the kind of thing that some of our, I think a lot of our audience these days likes, but there's a few people who really hate that. Yeah. And sorry, <laughs> we're going to probably keep doing that. I'm not sorry. Often. I, I mean, I'm sorry in a, you know, not strong or powerful way. Anyway, let's get to the hand. Okay, so this was suggested by Abinov M. I yes. think that's how you say that. It is from the Triton Super High Roller Cash game, which we've done a couple hands-on previously. Jason Kuhn Both involving focused. Jason Kuhn because he played two extremely huge pots. Yes. Now, spoiler, this pot's not going to get as big as those, but it is significant money on the line here. No question. And uh, it, it is a bunch of people who are not well-known in the poker community playing this hand, but the hand plays out in a way that's like, it's a spot that you find yourself in a lot, and it's kind of interesting to, to yeah, examine. I you think know? so. Okay, so shall we begin? Let's. All right, so a guy plus two whose last name is Chong. That's how they pronounce it's, it, at least. It's, it's Wong Chong, right? Wong Chong. His, his, name. His, his name is spelled Q-I-A-N-G. Uh, Randy Liu and the other announcer are saying Chong, so that's what we're going to say, Chong. Right. 
he has a million uh, euros, not dollars, in front of him. So this is serious stuff right here. Yep. Opens two red sixes plus two to 12K. Elton Sang, who famously is related to Elton John. <laughs> um, yes. No, he's, he's the opponent of Jason Kuhn in one of his monster hands where, where Sang played the hand quite strangely. And Agreed. ended up getting a bit unlucky to lose, although he might have lost no matter what. Kuhn might have bluffed the river no matter what and ended I mean, up winning. I mean, Sang did have the nut flush draw on the turn. Yeah. Okay, if he got there, he would have won. But, but besides yeah. that. Um, so Sang, who's definitely not afraid to mix it up, calls in the cutoff with Queen Jack off. The small blind, who's going to be our protagonist along with Chong, who was the initial opener with the sixes, is Wong. Yeah. Unfortunately, rhyming with Chong. It's going to get confusing, but we're going to do our best. Yep. Um, small blind Wong. Plus two Chong. Yep. So Chong's got sixes. Wong has king, queen of hearts. Yep. And he's the short stack with air quotes because he has 937K in front of him. Not a prop. We believe the game Blum. started very recently and everybody yes. bought in for a million, which that, is why is the stacks correct. are all very similar. Yeah. It's like nine minutes into this session. Yeah. Uh, so he calls king, queen of hearts. A guy named Rui, who's not going to matter, in the big blind calls with jack nine off. He also has near a million. The pot is 52,000 heading to the flop. The important hands are going to be... Uh, Chong plus one with or plus two with two red sixes and Wong in the small blind with King Queen of Hearts. Okay, so, so far, far so good. Everybody's playing fine. Um, yeah, I don't know about I don't love Elton's call, but with, whatever. He gets three, at least three really betting. Pro- three betting is probably better. They're at least really really deep. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're really deep. They're two hundred fifty blinds deep. So yeah. it's not the end of the world to call King Queen or sorry Queen Jack off in the cutoff. Right. I don't love it, but it's fine. I guess if you're gonna play, it's better to three bet. Yeah, I don't know. When you're this deep, it's probably okay just to call with it. But is, I mean, it, we're better, just, we're just trying is it better to three bet is the question. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so early. I, I mean, I would just throw it away if it was me, but whatever. Let's move on. So you can just bully Jonathan. He's tight. He's afraid. If you ever get Jonathan in a 2K, 4K cash game, he's money scared. Tell it, you what. I'll tell you what. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. I am absolutely money scared in that spot. I'm less likely to hero. Although once we get to the river, I'm probably not folding. You should just know that. Like once I get to the river, I don't fold very much. Yeah, that limit background's hard to rest from his mind, and he'll you just know. be like, "I have third pair, and I called the flop I'm and the turn, and he only bet a million on the river." So I, there was one time when actually I was playing in a tournament, the Chinook Main against, and Terminator was actually at my table, and it was the first time I'd ever played against him. And uh, we played a blind versus blind hand where it just checked you know we we no raises pre-flop and it checked on the flop and i had bottom pair no kicker on the flop and the board just got brutal and he went bet bet and i called and he had nothing and someone said something and i was like yeah maybe next time you won't force me to call you with bottom pair on the turn i like meant it really sincerely i wasn't trying to like you know push it in his face i meant like you forced me to call i didn't want to you know and that's sort of how i feel you also have done a lot of commentary on terminator and no how capable of bluffing he is. Yes, this was actually early on, but I did know that he was pretty capable of bluffing. Of course, there are a lot of people I would never have called that. Him, sure. I felt like I had to. Anyway, let's not get into that. Let's anymore. not. Sorry. So we got 52K. Yes. We got the sixes for, for Chong plus two, and we got the king, queen of hearts for Wong in the small blind. Flop is really good for Wong. It's ace of spades, king of spades, king of clubs. Ding, 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 ding. That was a very annoying noise. You have won something, sir. I probably think, this hand. I think probably the average listener just lost 1% respect for you after that noise. They're not sure who made the sound. They I know. Feel, I feel like I feel pretty confident they're not sure. They know I'm not capable of making such a horrifying noise. <laughs> I've had people call me Grant. One person in uh, on Twitter congratulated me, Grant. I had a photo of me, but congratulated Grant for the main event cast yeah. recently. I mean, I don't know if they know what's up. It's, I've been called Jonathan. Yeah. It's very insulting. Yes. <laughs> you don't want that. I'd be insulted if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So there is some stuff that was flopped besides Wong in that Elton flopped a gut shot to Broadway. Right. He does not have the queen of spades, I don't think. But as I said earlier, Elton's not going to be a big factor in yeah. this. So it's weird that this really keeps going, huh? With these hands. But that's what happens because Wong checks and... Uh, Chong decides to bet his two sixes here into right. three opponents. What Wong and Rui both check. Yes, that's yeah. right. Rui's in the big one. Uh, what do you think about betting two sixes, two red sixes here? I mean, the only way to do this is to bet in such a way that you feel like you can just fold out a lot of stuff and, and give yourself a good enough price so that way it's okay if it doesn't work very often, right? You have to bet really small. Yeah, I think, I think a small bet's going to work a lot. It has to be a multi-street plan, though, because so frequently one of your opponents has at least an ace. 
Ugh, the problem is now we're starting to invest a lot of money in this pot and it starts to suck. But I mean, are we going to, it's hard to fold out an ace. I guess if we go, are we going to go three streets just all the time? If we get called by one person, I it guess sound good. I guess we, well, what, what he does, uh, what Chong does is he bets very small. He bets 16 K. Right. I like that. So if you're going to do himself, it, I like that. He gives himself a really good price to like hope that nobody has anything. The problem is you're going to get called by by flush draws and yeah. by aces and by kings. It's just Correct. like a lot of stuff out there for three opponents to have. I don't know if you're giving yourself a good enough price with three opponents to, to get it through without having a multi-street plan. I think I would be giving up on this and not really giving it a second thought. It's interesting to me that he chooses to take this route instead. Um, this feels like a very standard give up spot. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's not a favorable board for you. Like someone has a king a lot. Someone has an ace a lot. Someone has spades a lot. Why get involved? Like we barely put any, we put three blinds in. Who cares? Like this right. isn't our pot. To be clear, I think it's a very clear C bet if it's like Rui only called out of the big blind. Of course. It's just like, let's just hope this ends. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, honestly, if you just get even called out of the small blind, you could C bet it, right? Because the guy's small blind's have a, range is a lot stronger, but yeah, you could. It is, but, you could. It's, but a lot of that stronger range that we're losing to is going to fold. Yeah. Right? Like eights, nines, tens may all just fold. You know, yeah. that's good. May three bet a lot. Sevens. Though. Yeah, sevens. I don't know if the guy three. Yeah, we, we have to know more about the it. The small blind range is a lot scarier than the big blind of range. Of course. But I think heads up, we're really obligated to continue on this board almost always. Um, what if we're out of position? What if it's just us and Elton Sang? Are we obligated to continue there? I think I would. I think I would too, probably, but it kind of sucks. The weird thing about this continuing thing is, if we're heads up specifically, is if we actually had ace queen, would we continue? Yeah, I don't know if we would. Like, it's kind of a great check hand. I think if we were heads up and I was Elton Sang and this board was continued on, I think it's like 100% float. I'm supposed right. to float with any two cards here. Right. Because uh, maybe not any two, but if you have a big spade, if you have a gut shot, if you, yeah. have, a, if you have a pair of any kind, anything close to a reason to stick around. You got two back doors, you stick yeah. around. Yeah. Um, because so often the guy's going to check the turn. Right? right. Because he is. he should have this small betting range. Like, like you're saying, is he really going to bet ace-queen? Heads up, maybe, but I don't know about four ways if he's really going to bet ace-queen here. I actually don't hate even heads up betting ace-queen. I think four ways you don't. Uh, heads up betting ace-queen on the flop and then just go check call, go into check call mode, assuming safe cards come out, and that's probably going to work really well for you. Yeah. Because like when, when you check the flop, they, you're rarely giving up, right, if you're heads up, right? So that means you usually do have like a medium ace or something like that. It's a little yeah. tra- so like betting at once and then checking as if you're giving up, that's probably going to be more effective. The problem is if you bet and then they raise and you actually have ace queen, you're very sad. All right. So let's go back to what spot we are in okay. as Chong, where we have two sixes and we are betting into three opponents, not one. I love the sizing. I'll say this. Even though I know we're going to get called a lot somewhere, I do like the sizing. It's going to work. It's probably going to work enough of the time if you, can, if you factor in that sometimes we're going to hit a six on the turn. And sometimes we'll be able to blow someone off the hand later. Also, if we decide to try, that's probably just barely profitable because he made Maybe. it so cheap. But I would probably just give up I would because love to at least have the six of spades, so we block yeah. a lot of hands that can continue against us. You I know? don't disagree. Um, oh, if the six of spades comes, that's sort of a gin card for us. Sure, that's good. Like, I'm more interested in blocking the flush draws because it's going to be really hard to play against those in the future. I mean, the whole thing sucks. And yeah. It's so much easier just to not put chips in rather than trying to win every pot we play, which is what it feels like is what uh, Chong. Chong is trying to do here. So in this spot, as Chong, let's forget his hand. Okay. Let's forget his sizing. Yeah. What do you think a reasonable range of hands to bet is in a spot like this? Because it's kind of a polarizing board. Yeah. Except that there's two spades on it. And it's a, it's a tricky spot that you find yourself in a lot. If you play a lot of cash games or even sure. tournaments, this happens more in cash games than the more multi-way pot thing. But question is, like, what should we be betting if we're not supposed to bet ace-queen? I think the answers are we can bet a lot of our trip kings. Yeah, maybe all of them. We can bet our pocket aces. We can bet our jack tennis spades. We can bet our other spades. Um, that's probably it. We're not supposed to bet very much. We're four ways on a board on this scary board. Yeah, we probably shouldn't really have bluffs. I don't Which think we're supposed is. to bet ace queen when we're three with three other people in. I think that seems like a really bad idea, personally. Yeah, yeah if we get raised, we just have to chuck it. Like that's awful. Well, yeah. we don't. It depends on who's raising us. Yeah, right? but, but but assuming yeah, it's immediately very uncomfortable. Yes, and we don't want to play a huge pot in this spot, right? So it just seems like we're. Ch- I think we're betting our very strong hands that they can stand raises and um, 
in hands that are draws that we're trying to build a pot on, and we're hoping everyone folds. But if they call, we have ways to win. We have reasonable ways to win still. Also, so, it's nice because as a pre-flop raiser, we're really the only person who can have a full house. So effectively, you're saying uh, that there's no need to have bluffs at all. Ah, uh, that's. I think semi bluffs is enough on this yeah. board when you're four ways. I don't think we need to have any bluffs. And this this sixes hand is clearly a bluff. It's interesting because it's kind of a bluff, but it's also kind of protection. Like the only better hands yeah. we're folding out are pocket pairs, and right. there's not really that many of those sevens and eights and maybe yeah, nines. Yeah, maybe, but it's unlikely anyway. Yeah. So it's mostly just like trying to protect against the jack ten of diamonds and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's a weird spot when you don't even know. I mean, you're doing a little bit of equity denial, a little bit of bluff, a little bit of value. You're sort of all over the map with it. That's sort of like I, if we're not even clear what this bet is supposed to accomplish, it's probably not good. Yeah, I don't like the bet. I do like that he sized it small because yep. he's I mean, the problem is now he could get called by a hand like Elton has. It's possible that Queen yes. Jack without a spade could call you now. That's true. But, you know, that's probably worth it to give yourself a better price here. It's also hard for Elton to call with two guys behind him. Like, right, but if, like if the guy we, who's closing the action can do it. Yes, off, exactly. He could call, and he couldn't if we bet 35K. He's less likely to call, though, when he's out of position. Like, the guy, guy in position is going to be more likely to call with a gutter most of the time, unless they have a spade in there. Point the queen, being, queen, queen jack with the queen of spades, he'll call. The majority of my point here is yeah. that if the purpose of this bet is mostly equity denial, which it has to be, yeah. we want to be able to fold out those hands, which is a bit of a problem for this sizing that we initially like. And I do kind of like it because of the price we're giving ourselves. But at the same point, like Rui with queen 10 of diamonds is going to call, right? Like he's just going to call for 16 K. Yeah, I think he is. I think you're right. Um, This is a fair point. And this is why this bet is probably just not good overall. Yeah. Right. Because there's just too many, too many obstacles you have to get through to get to the finish line here. And it's like, there are way easier paths, which just means other hands, right? It's okay, by the way. This can check through. If everyone checks you on the brick turn, you can bet the turn. That's fine. Because, like, think about it. You check if um, Sang checks, which he really might. He probably yeah. is going to. The turn, let's say it's a brick. If it goes check, check. Now we almost always have maybe not the best hand, but we have a hand that is almost always going to be able to successfully bluff the turn. Much more of the time. Yeah. I guess somebody could have a really weak ace and be playing it this way. But now Trip Kings is almost is rarely going to be in there. Spade draws are rarely going to be in there. Also, spade draws aren't going to love it on the turn, right? Also, by the way, if we had pocket aces or quad kings or ace king, we might play it like that. We might bet it, too. We're four ways. It's hard, hard to have those hands. It's really hard to have them. It's possible. It's definitely possible. <laughs> I'll give you that. But it is hard. It is. I think overall, that's why this is a check, though. There's just like... Yeah. Like, poker's hard enough. You know, so much of poker is like, please, I hope this works, please. Oh, gosh, there's so many bad things that can happen. Oh, okay, that one worked. And like, there's so many more bad things that can happen four ways on this board with this hand. And you thought we were just going to have a river discussion I on did. this hand. We can always find stuff. I'm Levy. amazed that we spent this much time talking about this, but I like the conversation. It's a good conversation to have. See, Levy, always have faith in, in the process. I do. Joel Embiid. What was his first name? Joel. Yeah. What, what do you think? You I sort think? of spent a lot of extra time on that middle syllable a lot of extra joel Embiid. that's what you you sound like joel Embiid. i don't know why you said it that way what's the matter with you i'm feeling good our brand is tied together (laughs) trying to tear me down (laughs) (laughs) trying to make me look bad that's a good point how dare you you say things beautifully (laughs) thank you you're like the uh you're like the carson daly of talking that's awesome thanks (laughs) the orange room isn't that what he is, has I don't now? know. I don't know. He has, I think he has, maybe it was a while ago. I was in an airport or something, and I saw the Today Show was on, and Carson Daly has the Orange Room, which is like for the social media folks. So it's oh. supposed to be like appealing to the younger viewers of the Today Show, which I guess are Carson Daly's age. He's like, 40, <laughs> he's like 45. <laughs> anyway. I don't know how that guy has a career, but God bless him. He somehow pulled it off. He sure did. He had his own late night show for a while. Yeah, quite, quite a while, I yeah. think. Good for him. Anyway, good for you if you thought about signing up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room while we were talking about this hand, because that's what you should probably be thinking about. Of course, you want to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up, Jonathan. Of course you do, Grant. Otherwise, you miss out on some special Poker Guys free stuff and incredible opportunities that you otherwise would not get, i.e., 
our amazing tournaments that we have at the end of every month. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet because they cost 0.1 millibits to enter, and the guarantee is 100 millibits. What? That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in. If you do some simple math there, it means we need 1,000 entrants to meet the guarantee. We've never even come close. We've never even had one-tenth of the amount that we need. We've never even had 100, Jonathan. That means there's just free Bitcoin flowing yeah. from the sky. It means you're from getting... From popping nitrogen. They're basically, for every buy-in, they're adding like 13 buy-ins to the pool. That is crazy. Yeah, and they keep doing it because they're terrible at business or something. I don't know why, but uh, you know what? Whatever it the matter, reason, benefits you. Shh, just don't tell them. Don't yeah. point it out. Have we already had our special free roll tournament? No, by the time no, this we is have coming not. Out? So we. So in addition to our normal amazing tournament, if you sign up using the link in the description, you also get to play in a special World Series of Poker celebration free roll tournament that they're hosting for our people um, at the end of this month as well, the end of July, where it's a hundred millibits again. But no cost this time. Yeah, you don't even have to have any Bitcoin to enter. You just have to sign up using the link in the description. I mean, that's sick. It's sick like a person who has an illness. Yeah, like leprosy. I was thinking more like the flu. I didn't want to go that extreme. Leprosy's not really an illness. It's a disease, right? That's different. Is it? It's certainly not an illness. No one's like, I was ill with leprosy. I'm going to have to consult my dictionary (laughs) to see how wide the blanket of illness is and how wide the blanket of disease is. Where's the Venn diagram? Where do they overlap? There's got to be someone out there who really knows the difference between an illness and a disease, more so than just leprosy is clearly a disease, not an illness. A cold is clearly an illness, not a disease. It's got to be a little more more than that, like you're saying. I'd be curious to know. Someone tweeted us. Disease is more like chronic, like, like needs to be cured or else you have it forever. Is that kind of your definition? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, nitrogen sports poker room. <laughs> <laughs> Where leprosy, you know, is a disease. You cannot contract <laughs> leprosy from playing poker on nitrogen sports poker room. That we're aware of. That we're aware of. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to keep our illegal ducks in a row there, you know? Yeah, we don't want to get sued by a leper. Hey, by the way, did we um tell everyone about tweeting at us suggestions and stuff like that? No. Well, guys, so this hand was, of course, suggested to us, as we mentioned. Yeah. On Twitter, you got to tweet at us. We are at Two Poker Guys, the number Two Poker Guys, and that's how we know, you know, what hands we're going to do. You send us the hands. We look at them. We pick the ones we love. We do them. Okay. So, anyway, we stopped mid-flop there. We didn't talk about what happened. We are so sick. Yeah, that is so ill. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. It's diseased, (laughs) bro. It's not that obvious because the the question is, right? first of all, does Elden Sang call with his gut shot? The answer is no. He folds. I like that. It's two spades. The board is paired. There's two guys behind him. Yeah. This seems like a really Heads bad up, idea. I imagine he would be floating 100% here. I think he would. Yeah. Um, so the question is for, for Wong in the small blind with the king, queen of hearts on this ace, king, king, two spade board. The question, of course, is should I raise or should I call? The problem with not raising is we're letting him get away with the sizing, which kind of sucks. Also, we're out of position, which means there's going to be a lot of checkbacks. Also, Rui is in the big blind, and he could have like four or five of spades, right? And we'd love to get that hand out of there. However, the cons of raising are we can raise, and then what if we get a lot of action? Then we're screwed. So if you're, if you're going to raise with a good hand and be afraid of getting a lot of action, you probably shouldn't be raising. I think that's a fair rule. It just sucks that he bet 16K into 52K, know. you know? But maybe, you know, but he could be doing that with a monster. We just don't know where we're at yet. So this is the kind of board maybe he's just going to bet that way on, which is actually kind of cool. There's, it's no limit. We're going to have opportunities later to, to get a lot of money in if we want. Yeah, I think the cons of raising probably outweigh the pros. I think they have to when we're this The deep. pros being we deny equity from Rui if he has like some sort of draw that he's going to overcall with. Yeah. Um, that's the majority of the pros. That's pretty much because it. Because if we want to get action from Chong, he's going to have to have like King Jack or King 10. I mean, he can have ace queen and decide with the two spades. He's not going to fold. He's probably right. going to fold right consider away. Consider folding depending on our sizing. And there's no way he's going to fold right away unless he knows us really well and knows that we're tight because we can have spades. We can have things. Right, but we should be able to get that bet later anyway. I guess spades could kill our action if uh, mm-hmm. if spades come. But the other thing is, like, I mean, like you said, if he doesn't have king jack or king ten, it's hard to get a lot of action down the line. Maybe we can get a little bit, but maybe he's maybe. Chong is going to really hold on with ace queen. But if that's what we're down to, maybe we do better just checking and letting the hand play out and, and understand that often this is, we're going to get two streets of value only. We're out of position. It's hard for the other guy to have a strong hand. And when he does, sometimes it's too strong. You well, know, three streets of value is a little scary, honestly. Being for us. out of position sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. Three streets is so much easier in position with strong hands. Yeah, of course, because you guarantee it. Which is why, by the way, I've really 
been over the summer something I worked on was working in a lot more river check races out of position with yeah. with and without hands. Yeah. You know, and my value range expanded mightily on river check races against capable opponents, and I found it to be very effective. Something I'm going to continue to toy with. I feel like Federholtz in the one drop final table yesterday uh, check raised when he had like king ten. And he rivered a king, and that was it against Bono. And he check raised the river, got called and won with just top pair. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. Super sweet. I had one particular play I might have already talked about where I check raised ace king, having just called it in Mm -hmm. the main event uh, on an ace high board, which was like uh, ace jack four, five, five, or something like that. And I check raised ace king on the river when the guy went for three streets. Yeah. And uh, it worked. That's cool. I, it was cool. I've raised it ace king on the river with one pair against uh, Humberto Brennis in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, just because screw that guy, though. Yeah, it worked great. He called and had the worst hand. Oh, he's like, oh, my shark. So obvious that I had him there the way he sized it. Um, and I've done check raises. I check raised uh, in the main twice this year, but didn't have it either time and got, got it through both times. I, so. do, I do make fun of Humberto Brennis, but at the same time, poker is a little less palatable for the general public that we've lost all yeah. the Umberto Brennis's of the world, you know? Right. It's just a bunch of robots now. He can be... He's, like, annoying if you have to, like, listen to him for a long time. I will say at my table... Now, this was just, like... Uh, I think this was Millionaire Maker. Day two of the... It was. It was day two of the Millionaire Maker last year. And he was not doing any... If the cameras aren't on, he's a chill dude. He's hmm. not doing... All, he's, like, slightly fun, but he's not doing all his crazy going on and on and on stuff, which is too much as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So it's fine, you know? And, like... But I, and I agree with you. It's good for TV, so it's fine that he's doing it for TV. Yeah, that's. I, sorry for a little bit of another side thing, but it, I really think it's going to be tough for poker to re-reach the heights it, it reached in you know the two thousand five ish type time without the characters that it once had, because I, the game has evolved in such a way. With with GTO comes also unexploitable physical presence, and it makes it very hard for for a caricature type person. To, to rise to the top of the game at this point. I mean, you can do that as long you can be very much uh, entertaining character, not in the hand, you know, just like yeah. while the hands played out, you can be not doing much. And as soon as the hands over, you can be very entertaining. And I think that would work just fine. I mean, that's mostly the way it's worked the whole time. Mostly like Phil Helmuth, who is much as I hate to say it really good for TV and always has been mostly in the hand, just sits there with his fist in front of his face, you know? Yeah. Mostly. Um, as soon as the hand is over, complains, yells, blames, whines, and everyone loves it. You know? Yeah. That works well. I think what's going to happen with poker is if we ever get a main event winner who is a, a, like an extraordinary presence, um, also who isn't a big time pro, sort of like a moneymaker thing, but like a really charismatic moneymaker. So like if Kui Win was a little bit different? If Kui Win was like really fun and funny yeah. and like eventually we're going to get, we're going to like... You know, it's going to come up with snake eyes and everything's going to work perfectly and we're going to hit the perfect person to win and the world's going to fall in love with this person. That hasn't happened in a really long time. Yeah. And we thought Queen Win might be that person. Maybe maybe in another country, but it certainly didn't happen in America. Right. right? And I don't expect it. Like, we're sort of used to it now also. Like, part of the moneymaker thing was it was an incredible story, but it was also the first time poker was televised to a mainstream audience. Yeah. So it was a new, it was a novelty. And that's not the case anymore. All right. Okay, back to the hand. Back to the hand. So, uh... Wong decides to just call with his king-queen. Let's just tell everyone where we're at again. Okay, so we got ace-king-king, two-spade flop. Wong, in the small blind with king-queen of hearts, has just called the small bet of Chong, who has two red sixes and bet for some reason. Right. And both other players folded. Um, So we're heading to the turn, and we have 84K in the pot. 84,000 euro. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so the turn is the five of diamonds. That's a brick. It's usually a brick when it's the five of diamonds, although I guess it could make a full house for Chong with how he plays. Sure. But, um, sure. But, but from Chong's point of view, that's certainly a brick, right? We're not worried about the five. You mean Wong point of view? No. Chong, okay. the guy with two sixes, he's not worried about the five affecting, like the other guy can't have a five. Right. He's fives. just, he's happy that it's not a spade. He thinks maybe now right. he can win. Right. Sometimes. Uh, so Wong checks his king queen. Yep. Is there an argument for betting? Yes, there's an argument for betting. The argument for betting is charge the spades. Oh, wait, you mean the king-queen? Yeah. Oh, yes. There's absolutely an argument for betting. In fact, I like betting right here. I like leading a lot because all the aces are going to check back, right? Unless this guy, unless we know this guy really well and knows, and know he's just like going to keep firing with all his aces to charge the spades and stuff like that and overvalues his hands, I think we should bet ourselves. 
Yeah, it's actually an interesting way to do it when the spade doesn't come off on the turn because this way we get to charge the spades at a much worse price for them because there's only one card to come yeah. at the same point as avoiding the ace-queen inevitable check back. Right, right exactly. Right. And we have to assume that most of the time, the guy's checking back almost everything. Like all the bad hands, he's probably giving up on it. If he's got two sixes, we expect he's going to check it back a lot. Yeah. Right? If he's got nine, ten of hearts, we think he's just going to give up now. Now, maybe we're wrong, but, but rather than trying to capture a little bit of equity from bluffs, I think we do better to charge the aces that decided to bet into these, this, this field. Yeah, I, like, and, I like betting here a lot. And charge the spades. Yeah, and charge the spades, right, if he has spades, instead of letting him check it back. Yeah. Now, honestly, he's, the spades are probably betting anyway, but whatever. Now, of course, we, again, open ourselves up to getting raised, which sucks. Yes. But we, we, I mean, what's we, our if plan we if bet, we get we raised? we really fold unless, unless the raise is huge. Ugh. Ugh, it's so brutal, but I think you're right. Like, we're just going to have to hold on, right? Yeah. It's possibly sometimes raising us for value with a worse hand. It's possible. King Jack, King yeah. 10. Possible. Um, maybe even King 9, depending on who this guy is. It's possible he's raising as a semi-bluff, and it's possible he's raising because he's got us destroyed um, and drawing dead. Yeah. Luckily, the only thing that we don't block is the semi-bluffs, which is what we want him to have. That's true. So that's cool. We don't block ace-ace, but sure. Yeah, but the, blo- the board does. <laughs> okay. I mean, if there wasn't an ace on the board, we'd want him to have ace-ace. Yeah, though, I know. So. There's only three combos, yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, there aren't very many combos of things that are problems for us, right? There's one king left. There's two aces left. Means there's what? There's, there's two combos of ace-king? No, there's three aces left. Oh, right. Of course. There's, right. There's three. My bad. Three my combos bad. of ace-king and three combos of aces. So there's only six combos of things that are problems for us. Unless you can somehow have king-five suited. I guess we just have to live with that if he yeah. does. Um, or 5-5, five, five, I guess. Even if he has king-5 suited, there's only... No, there's no combos of king-5 suited that are out there. Oh, that's right. We have the king of hearts, the king of spades, king clubs is on there, and the five of diamonds, so it's impossible. Yeah. You're right. So, but 5-5. Five, 5-5, five. Five, five, but we would probably not think he was betting 5-5 five, five on the flop. So, yeah. turns out he could be, but we don't know. I think we have to assume we don't know that. So, we but both like Wong... We're only Wong, losing to six combos here. We, we, we both like Wong leading the turn. And I think you're right. I think we have to call if we get raised. We're just yeah. going to have to call down with this hand. It sucks because every time he's got his speed, he's probably raising. Yeah. Or raising the river. He's raising somewhere, but whatever. We just got to... I, I like leading. I think that's probably ideal. But Wong does not. He checks. I understand that. In the moment, I might have checked too. I yeah. like, as we're talking about it, I, liked, I like leading better though. Right. Um, so... So easy to stay in flow, you know? You have to really like force yourself not to be in flow. He checks and Chong is not one to be denied. Right. He's, uh, he's not shutting it down. No. So... I like that. I think based on my, my thoughts on his flop bet, I, I like the sizing on the flop because of the price he was giving, but not because of how many things could continue. Mm-hmm. But now that so many things can continue against you, when you size it like this, you have to keep betting, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's great. And there's lots of things we're going to successfully fold out if we bet the turn, right? If we bet a reasonable amount on the turn. Now, I'm not sure about the sizing on the turn because he okay. once again goes pretty small. What does he do? 35 into 84. For a cash game, that's quite small. Yeah, that is small. Now, spades may still fold. I think spades are folding anyway. Unless they're combo draw, then we're probably... Okay, they're going to hold on. You're right. But um, they're just going to fold because they're like the board's paired. We're out of position. It's just a poopy spot for spades. So spades are going to fold. And now we put like medium suited aces in a tough spot. Ace five suited. Ace five suited now because there's a five on the board. So there's less of those. No, yeah. Ace four suited, whatever. I mean, it's, this is not good with ace four suited, right? We may hold on, but what, we can't really beat anything. Right, but I'd love to fold out the ace tens and ace jacks of the world as well. Yeah. So I think I like a bigger size because we can do that with yes. a bigger size, but I don't think we can for 35K. I think you're right. I think betting like 55 to 60% of the pot is going to be more effective here and folding those things out. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, uh, at least we're denying equity to, to all of the draws that had to call us on the flop. I we're, like that. We're going we're gonna to fold out some better hands, which is sweet. We're going to deny some equity, which is sweet. This is pretty good. This is, I like this bet, especially yeah. like you said, because we bet so little on the flop. I like the bet. I wish it was bigger. Yep. But I don't like that we got here. I don't like being in this spot, but whatever. We're here. Let's try and win this pot now. All right. Well, it's not going to work, obviously, because our opponent has very near the top of his range. Uh, Wong with the king queen here. What's higher than this in his range? I mean, he could have potentially he could have slow played ace king or aces. I mean, it's very unlikely. Yeah, but it's possible, I guess. It's possible. So what do you think Wong should do now with the king-queen? I mean, I think we should call. Yeah, there's not many options other than that, right? Raising becomes a bit of an issue. Well, now when we raise, 
we're going to fold out a, pretty much all the worst hands and never get it. Maybe, maybe the, there's a few kings that will decide to call us. King Jack will call us. King Ten Suited will call us. Everything else. I think Ace Queen's probably going to fold now. Here's a question, though. Yeah. And this goes back to the bet. Are we just repping very little as Chong when we bet again here? Like, yep. We're not repping Ace Queen anymore. We don't have nope. Ace Queen. No, we're repping King Queen, King Jack, King Ten Suited, Ace 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 King. And really, it feels like we're repping Ace King to me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he continues with Queen Jack of Spades or Queen Ten of yeah, Spades. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, Hands the big like combo draws, I think he does. But right. that's it, right? Yeah. So I guess against that range, we don't really want to raise if that's no. the, the value range. No, we want to keep the, the bad hands in. We want to keep the bluffs and the bad hands in, the aces in. And we don't want to get it in against... Or, the you know, aces put a aren't lot there. Of, there are no aces that are betting the turn. Oh, yeah. We think ace-queen probably isn't betting, right? Unless he's a really bad player. Well, he could be trying to charge the spades. I mean, it's, and, just, and a, other aces. it's just a bad play, right? Um, I don't know that it's a bad play. I think we could bet, but then with the intention of checking back the river. Because we're going to call a bet on the river anyway. This way we get to charge the spades, deny equity. If we get raised, we fold anyway. It costs it like we're calling the river, aren't we? If we check, I think yeah, it's but we okay. get to win on the river when we call sometimes, like as a bluff catch against spades. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. I don't know that spades are going to be raising us very often, though. So I, I mean, that's I not the problem. The problem is like we were wondering if, about ace ten and ace jack calling. Yeah, you know, right. When we have ace queen, there's not a ton of value in betting the turn then. Well, you were thinking ace jack and ace ten are definitely calling based on how we sized it, though. Yeah. So that's good. But we're and just hoping are, for those. Spades are either going to fold or call, and either way, that's fine. And we could, if we're going to bet small, I, I think if you're going to bet ace queen, you have to bet small with ace queen, right? So that way, the idea is you're you're setting the price for getting a showdown. I really don't like betting ace queen. I just really don't like it. I'm okay with it, actually. I don't think I I probably wouldn't do it, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it is like uh, Armageddon. <laughs> because why Bruce Willis is involved. Yeah. So it's Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. Yeah. And also there's Steve that song. Steve there's Steve that Buscemi. song. That song though. I don't know. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> Dude, there's royalties. Um, yeah. I no. don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> Cause I miss you, babe. That was a pretty good song considering. Do you remember the animal cracker scene? Yeah, that was weird. It was, was like it? creepy. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty into it. It's pretty, ugh. The way you said that was horrific. <laughs> I was pretty into it. I was. Oh, my God. I just don't believe Liv Tyler is an actress. I just think she's a bad actress. That's part of the problem. She just has the biggest face in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I think that's, that's how, what it is. It's hard to believe I anything. I think that's on her IMDb page, actually. <laughs> Guinness book, man. It's just hard to believe anything she's in because her face is so much bigger than everyone else's, you know? It's right. It's weird. Like two humans worth of face. <laughs> It's just a little strange. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the hand here where yeah. Wong decides to call with his king queen. Having played it this way, I think that's probably the way to do it. I agree. So we're not going to continue our debate about ace queen. Nah. Not. Okay. I think it's fine. We, we, you've heard the arguments, people. Yeah. You know, tweet at us or something. I, I think I would probably check it, but I think betting is reasonable. But go on. All right. So now we have 154K in the pot. Pot got big. Head into the river. The river is essentially the worst card in the deck for Wong. I think it's the Jack of Spades. Yeah, that's a horrific card. It's real, real bad because King Jack got there, which spades. would have probably played it this way so far. Yep, Spades got spades there. Spades got there, which would have probably played it this way so far. Yep. Queen 10, if somehow Queen 10 was doing it, got there. I mean, there. if anyone can have Queen 10, it's, uh, it's Chong, not Wong. Yeah. Right. The guy with the sixes is the guy who could have Queen 10 for yep. sure. Um, so, yeah, this is a horrible spot as far as the card that came and yeah. the card, probably Jack and 10 of spades are the two cards you least want to see. Maybe ace. Ace is, oh, pretty ace, bad is ace is bad too. Although you were thinking an ace never bets yeah. the turn. So yeah, I was thinking that. but I was saying, I thought it was possible. So there you go. I'm not saying never bets. I think it's a bad play. Okay. So it's possible. This guy would do it. doesn't mean we're probably going to call if an ace comes because there's very few aces that are betting the turn. Yeah. So we're probably just gonna like roll your eyes and call. Right. And I think the Jack of spades is maybe worse than an ace. I think it is. Yeah. So Wong checks, which is very reasonable at this point. There aren't that many spade combos, though, that this guy should be able to have. That's the one good thing. But he's the guy us. who's showing up with two red sixes here, so he probably has all his spade combos. Well, it's really different, though, to open sixes than to open, like, like he probably doesn't have six eight of spades, you know? I don't know. He might. I, don't, I mean, I don't know either. He really might. It's really different, though. Like, sixes is in a lot of players plus two range, but six eight of spades is in very few players plus two range, you know? Yeah. 
So just saying, like, it's much less likely. But anyway, go on. Well, from what I remember of this game, it's a pretty loosey-goosey game. Yeah, that's why Jason Kuhn and Phil yeah. Ivey and all these people are in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, spades are part of the range, at least. No doubt. It's not good. There's less to bluff catch against with the king-queen now. Um, we're definitely throwing leading out the window as yeah. an idea. It's not a thing we can do now. If we had if we had King Jack here as Wong in the small blind, I might want to lead because we're getting checkbacks from too many hands at this point. What do you think we're getting checkbacks from that? You just the aces that bet the turn. Uh, some kings, it, right? some kings might check back on Jack of Spades. Oh, on the Jack of Spades specifically, yeah. where they're like, "What do you even have?" I don't know if they have King Queen, they're probably going to bet, which obviously doesn't matter for us. They have King Ten, so they're probably going to bet King Ten also. I think you're supposed to bet King 10. I think we size it up and we lead if we have King Jack as Wong. Okay. We bet big. But that's not the, the situation. We have the King Queen here and Wong checks. We size it up and we, we're going to have to fold to a raise, by the way. Yeah, right? that's true. So brutal. Go on. It is. It's really hard to pull the trigger on that raise when the guy does polar sizing on this river card, yep. though. It's true. Um, Chong bets. He's not giving up. No quitting this guy. I mean, it's pretty, pretty interesting to bet here. Right. I mean, he's like, okay, you could have the royal flush with right. queen ten of spades. Right. Otherwise, spades shouldn't be a problem. Otherwise, you probably folded your spades on the turn. Right. As, so that's good. So yeah. I have spades and you mostly don't. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. That is really good. And you probably he, don't have a full house because it's really hard for you to have a full house. Except right. King Jack. And Chong has a significant range, range advantage. He has all the aces full. He has the ace king. Massive yeah. range advantage in all the ways. I have spades. You don't. I have the nutted hands. You pretty much don't. Maybe you can have queen ten of spades or king jack and be checking the river, which, by the way, you might be leaning on both those yeah. hands anyway. This actually is a great time to decide to pull a trigger on a bluff based on all this. Like the massive range of advantage we have right now. I agree. This is a well-timed bluff. This is my favorite decision of the hand for this guy. For, right. For I mean, Chong. Wong is for sure. If he was holding on with an ace on the turn, he's for sure folding it now, right? I don't see how he can call now. Yeah. If he has ace queen, I don't see how he can call. So the question of... I guess if you had the queen of spades, you could decide to hold on, but even that seems just, like, bad. So is it enough to be able to fold out all of the aces to make this a good bluff, or do we also have to be able to fold out the trip kings? At least some of them. I don't think we should be targeting trip kings. I just don't think we're going to succeed enough at the time. There's very few trip kings. They, they, sometimes they're going to raise, although we came up with lots of good reasons for them not to, but sometimes they're going to raise or play them differently than this anyway. I think, we should, I think, we should, I think targeting the aces is enough to go after here. There aren't that many trip kings out there for this guy to have, right? Yeah, it's, it's like king, king queen, king ten suited, maybe. Yeah, king ten suited. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can have king nine suited. Maybe. I don't know that we're gonna f- succeed in folding those out anyway. I don't think we should be trying. All right, but the aces is enough. Every ace we can go after here that decided to hold on. Yeah, that's reasonable, and that that's probably a, a fair amount of combos in the range here. I mean, I don't know. We were saying that we thought the turn bet was going to fold out a lot of the bad. No, we aces. said if it were bigger. Well, uh, no, no, no. Oh, the small, no. The, the small, small aces thing. we thought it was going to fold out. This one was probably going to fold out anyway. It doesn't mean it's true, by the way. Yeah. These guys are rich enough. You, a lot of these guys just call because they have top pair, and that's that, right? Yeah. Um, but so it depends. But this guy, I will say that Wong feels like a thinking player based on this hand. Sure. And I'm basing that on other things that I know about him, too, um, which I'll reveal at the end of this podcast. You mean Wong or Chong? I Chong. mean Wong. Okay. Um, so because he's a thinking player... He probably is folding up the bad aces on the turn. So now we're targeting like medium to good aces, but those still have almost no value when we go three at when we bet three times, no value against our value range. Clearly, no, of course right? not. We don't have ace queen when we bet the river. We can't. We're always checking that back, right? All right. What do you think about the sizing? Chong bets 82K into 154. I would like him to size it up more. Yeah. I think, I think 115 is going to be way more effective than 82. Maybe I'm wrong, but... I, I want it to be an easy fold for the aces. Yeah. I want it to look like I have king jack. I really hope you river to flush. You know, that type of thing. Right. As opposed to like, I don't want ace queen to be like, well, I'm getting a really good price. And this guy's a little spewy. And, you know, sometimes we're chopping. Maybe sometimes if I have ace queen, maybe sometimes I'm even winning. Like if that guy has ace jack, like I'm beating him. It doesn't matter. You know, like the king's counterfeit right. is jack. And, you know, maybe he thinks it's a chop. He's trying to get me off the chop. I want to be like, not think about any of that stuff. Right. I want to be like, throw your hand in the muck because this is not good enough, you know? So I would size it up a bit. I agree, but we think it is a good spot for a bluff, though. I really do. I really do. I like this. I like this bluff a lot. So now Wong's in a spot. He has to call 82K to win 236. Ugh. Yeah, it's, uh, he's getting almost 3 to 1. 
Yes. Um, we are, we have this, probably the second best sand we can really have here, right? Yeah, King Jack being the best. I guess we could have Queen Ten of Spades yeah. once in a while, but very rarely. We could, we could have King, Queen Ten of Spades. I guess we would raise at some point a lot I'd of the time. I'd expect us to raise a lot, but maybe once, but, but it's only one combo and we're not going to have it most of the time. Yeah. Like we're going to play it differently most of the time anyway. King, Queen, and King Jack. Clearly we can have King Jack. Yeah. But then King, Queen is pretty much the next best hand we can have. So we're near the very, very top of our range. Yes, but sometimes sometimes that can be outweighed by a massive range advantage. Right. And I think this is probably a pretty good candidate for that, right? It's interesting that we are near the top of our range, and it's a hand that our opponent probably wouldn't even bet on the river. Like, maybe would bet, but it's, like, close. It's possible he would bet his trip kings on the river. It's possible, but it's, like, questionable, and it's the top of our range. Right. His range is so much stronger that that's part of his range where he's like, I don't know if I should bet this. Right. If he has King-10, he'll probably bet King-10 on the river. Probably. But it's, yeah. Like, that's the one value hand we can beat. Maybe. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. So now we can only beat bluffs. It's hard to come up with bluffs. Turns out there's clearly a lot of bluffs, but if we're sitting in Wong's shoes, a seat, I guess we're not really sitting in anyone's shoes, how are we supposed to uh, come up with bluffs? It doesn't look like... I mean, this is a super strongly played hand, right? Yeah, the issue being, of course, that all we know is that Chong took four aggressive actions. Yeah, and on this board, and he did it four ways on the flop, it's a very, it's a very good story he's ended up telling. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's got ace-king now. Like, I would think he has ace-king a lot or king-jack a lot. Here. The things that Let's talk ace, about the ace. things that beat us. Okay. All right. So he, the royal. He's got the royal sometimes. Yep. Queen tennis spades. He does. He's got ace king. Yes. Which is a total of three combos, we said. Yep. He's got ace ace, another three combos. He's got king jack, which is three combos. Uh, yes. That's right. So there's nine combos that make a lot of sense to beat us. Queen tennis spades. Yep. Ten combos. Other spades. Other spades. Hard uh, to know. Hard to know. Hard to know. Queen nine of spades, maybe. Yeah. Um, nine tennis spades, sure. Sure. Ten eight of spades. I don't know. Nine eight of spades. Probably. Yeah. Eight seven of spades. Probably. Six five of spades. Probably. You know. Yeah. I, we don't. I doubt six eight of spades. But what the heck do I know? I've never seen this guy play before. You know. Maybe he has lots of spades. Right. But even that. That's a bunch of stuff. It's not. It's not a ton of value combos. But it's no. But it's like seventeen value combos. But they're easy to find. You know. It's not like you have to strain yourself to figure out what and, the value is. And all these hands, he'd probably play just like this the whole way. Yeah, maybe sometimes with his super strong hands, he checks back once because he's worried, like, I have the board too crushed. So, like, when you have ace-king, it's kind of hard for your opponent to have much. I mean, the thing is, when he, it's true. When he has ace-king, um, but he did have three opponents and a, and a wet board. Yeah. So he might, so, and he bet really small. Yeah. And once he gets called, he's like, well, maybe you have the other king. Maybe you have spades. Let's get some value, you know? Yeah. So it's possible he could play it just like this. It is possible. So, so. then, the, so while there, there's not a huge amount of combos of value, there's clear value, like you said. It's all, it beats all of it. Pretty much beats us, except King Ten, which we didn't mention. Oh, that's because that doesn't beat us, but that's value too. Um, and then it's really hard to come up with bluffs, except weird air stuff. Now I wonder, we nonsensical. When that's we're sitting we there as Wong, it would be very difficult to come up with bluffs. Now that we know about Chong, we oh, know well, that, that has, changes everything, of course. But let, from uh, my question is, do you think? And I know that you don't know the answer, but. What is more likely? Okay. That Chong has a bunch of pure bluffs, like 10 high type hands, or does he only have hands that he turns into bluffs eventually that were kind of equity denial hands on the flop, like pocket pairs that are like, well, I'm just going to try to give myself a good price to make sure nobody hits anything weird. If I had to guess, I would say he's got all the air hands. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. It's really hard to know. I think the person who decides to bet sixes on this flop is just going to have like the 10-9 suits, 10-9 of hearts of the worlds in here too. I, I absolutely can be wrong. It's going to be player dependent, but yeah. most people, if they're betting sixes here, are going to be betting everything here. So most I think, people. I think if he's the type of player who has all the air hands, of course we have to call. Then, it's, then, it's an, then we can fall right back on distribution, and it's an easy call. If he's the type of player that just has the weird like equity protection hands on the flop that then turn into bluffs because they feel obligated to. Now it's hard. Now it's, now it's closer. Well, now we're down to every pocket pair, right? That's what we're, We got deuces all the way up through... Tens, and I guess we can even include queens, although we block queens, yeah. right? And there's a few sets in there now, like fives and, and jacks made sets. Yeah. Um, but there's enough combos that we can call. If, if we believe he's doing that with all his pocket pairs, but that yeah. seems... It's just super weird to think he would do that with all his pocket pairs and not with other stuff. It's a very risky 
spot for a bluff, which is what makes it an effective bluff against a hand like King Queen here. Also, what if my man has uh Who's like, your man? Uh Chong. Oh, what I if, thought you were a Bradley Cooper guy. Bradley Cooper? You you're always talking about how like you're a Bradley Cooper guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought you were trying to protect the brand. What are you doing? That is that is protecting the brand. Is it? Bradley Cooper's awesome. By the way, I will say his new movie, which I've seen a preview for called The Star is Born, starring him and Lady Gaga, looks amazing in the preview. Oh, does it? It really does. It oh, looks okay. great. Not my kind of a movie normally, but the preview got me a little bit. I was all swept up in it. <laughs> Not a sponsor, by the way. Just just free I, stuff. Yeah, I told you you were a Bradley Cooper man. <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Limitless was great, too. Oh, yeah. So um, what were we saying, though, before you... <laughs> Something about your man. <laughs> ...threw us off. Oh, um... Oh, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if Chong can have things like, and I think he probably can, things like Jack-10 here. Yeah. So he bets his gutter on the flop because he doesn't want to check call it. Right. And then the turn were heads up, and he's like, well, fold your race, which is similar to what he was doing with the, the sixes now. And now he gets to the river, and he, he rivers a jack, and he's like, this isn't good enough. Let's yeah. fold out the ace. Like, if he plays Jack-10 like this, well, there's a lot of combos with Jack-10. That probably isn't. Just Jack-10 is probably enough to call if it. If he has Jack-10 off. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. got to be Jack 10 off. Which he, maybe he can't have. So now we're down to three combos of Jack 10. So you're right. So that's not enough. But I'm saying, but there's these things that can be in there like that too. Like, yeah. I don't know what other things actually. That's really it. That's actually it. I would fold most of the time here against an unknown opponent. Yes. I think you have to fold against an unknown opponent, even though it sucks. And against um, someone who's even a little, who we have any knowledge at all that they're spewing, we, we have to call. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, either Chong is un- unknown to Wong or... Wong thinks that Chong is not spewy because Wong folds his king-queen. I hope he's unknown because we see that he's likely spewy. It's, yeah. it's doubtful he's really tight and just turned this hand early on in the session into a weird bluff like yep. when, they have a, when they're all a million back. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So he's probably... That's way too often, and it turns out this is actually a really easy call down against him. Yeah, so... The way Chong played this hand, I think, is going to lose people money over time, but the mm-hmm. way the board ran out, it, it was a very effective and believable bluff. So as played, it was uh, it was workable, you know. I wonder if he's just going to triple barrel though, no matter how the board runs out. Yeah, I don't or know. It, it's really possible, right? Because just the decision to bet the flop makes me implies that he's probably triple barreling a lot. And he's probably going to get crushed in this game. Yeah, and this is why Jason Kuhn is there, right? Yeah, it's like this is going to be amazing. And I think he won six million dollars playing in this uh, these sessions. You know, that sounds nice. Pretty good because he lost that you know two million dollar pot and still won six million dollars. Yeah, that's a good deal. It's a really good deal. Yeah. All right. Well, that was an effective bluff, but it seems like Wong is better than Chong, even though he's the one who lost the it hand. It seems like it. We'd have to see more to really know. I, I'd be curious to see more Chong hands and see if he's just crazy spew, if there's more thought behind it. Or yeah, not. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to know. Because this is... Uh, Joe Kata in the uh, main event, uh, I think it was the first day of the final table where he triple barreled. Um, it, was, he, it was um, before the final table. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was... Oh, okay, so it was when there were like 12 left or something. Yeah. So... And he triple barreled and triple barreled on a board, which similar to this, where he had a massive range advantage by the river, where he basically had all the combos of all the nutted hands, and the other guy had like none of them. And he got the guy to fold top pair in a spot where the guy really has to fold top pair. And Joe just understood the spot, right? And Joe's not going to triple barrel a lot, but he knows when he can and when he can't. And so maybe that's true for Chong, too. It seems less likely to me. I don't think Joe would have ever bet it's this It's also flop. a much different spot. This is a cash game. Yeah. That's deep into the main event where everybody's terrified and Kat is like, this is going to work way more than it's supposed to. I mean, I think it works anyway based on the nutted nature of Right, but of course, range. it's going to work way more than it's supposed to because of the main event. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, we're done with that one. Okay, sounds good.